Welcome to Adulting Backwards. This is Adulting Backwards. Adulting Backwards. That's all I got. Alright fam, hope y'all doing good. Welcome to another week, another episode. And we're going to jump right on in. So, let's do a little check-in. So, Antonio, how you been doing? What's going on? Um, <clears throat> Horrible, but I'm all right. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's nice. Okay. My, just my, uh, my health has been a little up and down, but I'm I'm all right. Okay. Getting mm-hmm. better. What's up, Jason? What's going on with you, fam? What's fans? going on? Doing great, doing great. Um, loving the new job. Um, it was a great move. <laughs> Uh, loving life, um, just getting through it one day at a time. Everything's right. good. How are you? Doing good. Nothing much going on, you know. Feeling pretty good, pretty decent with the job. I don't really have no complaints, y'all. Yeah, life is good. Yeah. <laughs> Boring is good. All right, so since we're on the topic of life and things being good, not to bring the mood down, but I got a question for you. We ready. Shoot. What was your biggest failure in the past year? Well, goddamn. Right. <laughs> Shit. I mean, I know you gave us a warning, but. So you're talking about like March to January, right? Like last year. Let's say last year. Because, I mean, the year's still pretty new right now. Yeah, so 22. from this March to last March. Was, yeah. That's, cool. was, that's a fair. Yeah. Biggest failure. Somebody else want to go first or. Jump right on in. Okay. I mean, I'll jump in. I'm not scared <laughs> like some people, Heather. <laughs> so I would say my biggest failure in the last year. Um, whew, I'm going to try to get through this one. Uh, the biggest failure, I think, is not taking the fact that my pops was really sick and like not taking, not thinking that it was really and using that time wisely. You know, you always think you got more time. So I think now you look back, we didn't have a bad relationship in that last year at all. I mean, he's he was 69 years old and he loved Call of Duty. Like, so we would play. I mean, we had no issues whatsoever, but like you could have visited more. We could have talked more. We could have texted more, you know, more pictures, more. So I think my biggest failure is not or underestimating the. What's the word I'm looking for? severity of the situation but the thing is he played it down a whole lot because he never wanted to look weak yeah yeah so like even though his wife would like explain like yo shit's getting really bad he, you know oh i'm straight like that's nothing right. yeah i'm going to treatment uh, yeah yeah we'll be back down there in october yeah no problem you know yeah. he came in october and i mean everything was great you know i mean he seemed fine i mean yeah he did seem a little out of it but then of course january things changed really fast so now you look back like well shit like i did have the year before that where i could have been doing all kind of shit so you always think you have no you know more time than you know and then things come and boom it was done and now it's like fuck man you know so yeah that was, I, I think that was it for me that yeah, was it i had i had experienced that when i lost my sister yeah because i didn't yeah i was like oh no it's i mean yeah, like playing down the severity because she yeah. had a major, major. She had a lot of problems, like drug problems and stuff she was dealing with. And I was like, I don't. It's, it's 
And then, then it's like, oh, she's dead. And it's like, blindside. Yeah, it was so, like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so, I mean, so, you know, I'm happy we got to all be up there. So that was one thing, because I don't think if we wouldn't have made it there to the hospital in time, that would have been um, bad, probably. But, um, yeah, I think that was my biggest thing, though. I was like, shit, man. Wow, you really fucked that one up. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. know, you... Yeah, so... But that's it for me. I think that's by far the biggest fuck up in the last year, for sure. Damn, Jason. Yeah. No, I mean... It, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. That was, I mean, I don't think I did anything worse than that in the last yeah. year. Yeah. <laughs> about you? Wow. I yeah. As they look at each other. I drew first. <laughs> I drew first. Um... The biggest failure of um I want to say when I'm I'm thinking of this like career keeps like popping up in my head like bing bing right. bing um I would say for the past few years I've been like back and forth in my head about whether or not I made the right choice with the career field that I decided to go into. And there's just, I don't know, looking back at it now, there's a lot of trauma surrounding what I decided to do and the people I was working with. And I'm not talking about like coworkers, although some of them suck too, but um, I'm talking about like helping people that were like really going through it and dealing with my own trauma during that time. And not healing myself properly the way I needed to before I was trying to go out there and help people that were going through similar, if not worse, situations that I had been in and constantly getting triggered. And like going through, like I'm telling you something and I'm telling you it's going to be okay. And in my head, I'm not sure, you know, I'm going through something similar if it really is. Yeah. You know, trying to sell a dream to somebody that I don't I was believe about to say, in. Did you feel like you were lying to them at times because you're trying to work your way through your own shit and you haven't been able to navigate that? And at the same time, you're telling them, "Hey, you know, on the other side, things are great," but you're not able to get there yourself. No, what I actually felt like, I didn't feel like I was lying to them. I could see the potential in them, like the the light at the end of the tunnel for them. Yeah. I couldn't see it for myself. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's definitely always, it's, it's definitely easier to look at, to like examine somebody else's problems for a solution. Yeah. Didn't examine your own because your own personal bias against like, like what you can or can't do what you think you can do and you can't do what you don't think you can do, what you really can do. So, I mean, yeah, that's really hard to help yourself. Yeah. It's, it's like, it, feels a lot easier anyway my belief to help others but then at the time you're like oh yeah do this you can do this and then hang up the phone and like man they're gonna they, they're gonna do better and then you go and look at the mirror like man you're fucked it's like no yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i was literally speaking life into people that i didn't have for myself and then yeah. i was people were encouraging me to do things and i i don't think that certain individuals during this time had ill will, but I was, I made their dream my dream. Right. 
And then like my personal goals, things I wanted to accomplish kept getting pushed further and further down. And I'm like, I feel like, you know, I feel like shit and I don't know why. Um, and a lot of it was that like you're, you're living somebody else's life. You have trauma that you haven't dealt with. You're not healing. It, it was like I was a whole nother person in my body. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think just career was a major failure. And just not treating myself with the love and affection that I needed, not listening to myself, not feeding life into myself, but giving from an empty cup. Lord. Mm. Making your cup empty by giving it all out. I mean, it was already depleted. So, yeah. oh, your cup is never empty, love. But yeah. you, you steady hand it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's a lot easier. It's so crazy. Like when I could be on my lowest lows and I can give great life advice to other people, and then when I'm done with them, it's like, okay, I still feel like shit. So yeah. it's like, yeah. how am I able to push this positivity and? uplift other people when they're going through hard shit but i can't get through like what seems like simple shit sometimes you know so that can be extremely difficult and frustrating and frustrating antonio i think my greatest failure in this last year is um i guess working on myself like not meeting the goals i had for myself and i you know i came from different reasons for like you know, at times, like, well, what am, like, who am I doing this for? Am I doing this for other people or am I doing this for myself? Um, or getting hung up on, like, what my motivations are or aren't. And then also by being afraid to follow that inner voice in me telling me what to do. Because I'm like, well, I feel like if I do that, I'll take away from, like, what I have. But you got to like either listen to yourself or get yourself saying the right stuff to help yourself. Um, so yeah, I think, I think me, I like, I, I feel like I should be farther along than I am right. in making myself a better person for me. Cause if I get better or if I become better or improved, you know, my family and those around me, their lives will improve as well. Do you, Think okay, you yeah. have any examples of what you possibly could have done? I mean, specifically? Like oh, I got you, a list. Because I got a laundry <laughs> list. Of, you know, it's crazy because as you're both saying your failures for the last year, I'm kind of like, shit, I'm feeling all this shit right now. You know what I mean? Because of the career, you know, I did leave, switch jobs recently, and goals that you set for yourself. And, and like, as you look back, you're like, damn, if I would have stuck to this, I would have been here possibly you know here by now you know oh yeah you can so, count like on your hands like oh i could have this life i threw yeah. this life away i threw this life away and it's like and then thinking about it, it's like those weren't the lives for me yeah, yeah i mean that's yeah that's that was what i was made for i'm here for something else i just gotta get there or find it okay makes sense makes sense i feel it i'm feeling them so now what are we doing to fix this guys <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I'll go first. So definitely I got the new job. Um, I took a break from what I was doing and I'm doing like this self work now. Like I'm not working directly doing what I don't want to say what I was doing, but I'm not working directly in that field. Exactly. Right. Just another, I guess, piece of my degree. Cause it's dynamic. Um, 
So it's something else I studied in school, which is still in my degree, but just a, a different version of what I was doing. Um, and it's very rewarding on a different level. Um, when the focus is just on helping people and doing a certain thing for them or seeing them progress and just do great, it's great. It's great work. Um, but yeah, and then doing the self work on myself. Uh, and like getting I, the recognition of the work you do. Yeah. As well. And getting recognition for things I do. Um, but I think just being able to produce something like creating something, I really love that. I'm, I'm creative now. I've accepted that because it took me a long time to <laughs> accept that that was a thing. A very long time. A very long time. <laughs> um, but actually being able to like create things and put them out in the world and like watch it turn into something has been awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, you do that with your kids, but it's different when it's, it's something else, you know? The kids are always a, a, a thing in process, you know, watching yeah. them grow. And it's, it's different because that's personalized. But this out, this is out like in the world. There's something else. It's yeah. So it's great. But like I said, I'm doing the self work. And like I told you all in a previous podcast, I'm finding something every month um, to work on for myself. Something that I put on the back burner, something that I was just like, forget this. But I'm putting myself first, um, doing my affirmations, every little thing I can think of to, like, not feel like I failed myself. Yeah, that definitely makes sense, man. Um, I, uh, yeah, I feel you on that one. So it, it, it's it's really, you know, that self-love, you know. Mm-hmm. You've got to take that time, and I think that will um, make huge a huge difference with everything going on with you. And like you were saying about the creative side, um, I feel you on that too because like for a long time, even now, I'm like very protective of anything I've done. So I could t- I could do a painting and of course, my wife is very supportive. Everything I do, she's like, oh wow, that's great. And I'm looking at it like, man, I'm about to throw that shit in the trash. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, But then you know you get it from another person and a third and a fourth. So whether it's painting or writing or whatever, I'm always like, ah, I don't want nobody to see it because it's fucking sucks you know what i mean so i'm trying to get a little more hey check this out and tell me what you think so whether it's just getting a couple of friends to read something that i wrote or you know sharing a picture of something i painted you know just trying to open up a little more and then let that creative juices flow as opposed to i've been putting a jar you know put the lid on the jar is what i'm always doing like no no it's just for me you know (laughs) but um so yeah opening it up What about you? <laughs> oh, how to fix it? Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I'm continually working on on fixing it. So like having to reevaluate um like what my goals are and the best way to reach them. Um, I also feel like so I'm kinda taking it like the failing forward approach. So I just try to like I said, like reassess like my goals, reassess like where I'm at so I can adjust to get to the proper place. Yeah. And sometimes like when I'm doing that, it's it feels like it's almost too late. Like, like oh, you just caught yourself from smacking into a wall. Like better yeah. <laughs> get that work done. Sorry, let me mess with the equipment over there. Uh-oh. But, um... No, so I, I think it's just like a constant uh, 
kind of like awareness of where I'm at. I have to stay like aware so I can refocus, adjust, so I can reach my goal. Because you're, I don't, the goals I have, I don't think like with like what I want to do, like I guess like time, like work wise, um, like in the long run, or like how I want to work on getting the best version of myself, as they say. I don't think those goals are wrong, but I think that I have to alter the approach. I don't think I should change the goal, but I do have to adjust the plan to get there. Mm. Oh, nice. man. Yeah, I always have a plan, and I, I don't know how I always seem to lose momentum. Like, things are going great, and that's, if I could figure out how to keep the train moving forward, uh, I think that would be great. I feel like I have a decent it's plan. Discipline. Yeah, man. That's yeah. what I figured out because yes. motivation will get you started, but it won't take you there. Yeah. And in like in my youth, I I get motivated, but I would use anger to do everything. So I'm motivated because I'm angry. Yeah. I never stopped being angry. Mm. So I would follow through with what I was doing. Now, my I'm not always been doing the right thing or but I would use my anger as motivation. And once I stopped being so angry and started working on stuff, well, my follow through went to shit. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, well, I can't use anger now because it, it wouldn't get, it wouldn't get me to that goal or it would mess up the stuff around me to get there. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta find a way to keep that fire burning. <laughs> Definitely a problem. I feel like most of the time I have a fairly decent plan. Um, but man, I lose traction or if it's one day, you know, one rough day and it's like, ah, fuck it. You know, like I'll start tomorrow, but tomorrow may be three more months when I've gained 20 more pounds. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm back, baby. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just I got to find a way to keep that. But I feel you now. That makes sense. You know? So do you think any of these failures could have been avoided? Well, uh, hindsight. Yeah, you can say yeah, yeah all day, but. I mean, it happened. So could they be avoided in the future? Yes. I mean, but like you said, it's hindsight. So it would be good to know, like Jason said, he, he kind of follows a pattern. Yeah. Right. Kind of falls into something when he gets stuck. So, of course, when you're in this stuff or in the shits, you don't necessarily see it. It's like it sucks, whatever, whatever. But it's usually a gradual decline to get to wherever you got yeah. So there's signs. So like you said, hindsight, like we said, a way to be a way to like uh, avoid what happened. Yeah. You think you know what those signs are <laughs> now. Well, like signs and like, I guess I, I like the term like, I don't know if it really matters that much, but like indicators. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's like, so like me, like I go through different loops with some stuff. So like I have like behavior loops or uh, coping loops or, or whatever. Like I have negative loops, positive loops, whatever. But yeah, recognizing that, oh, like that's, that's a loop. Like this is a sign that usually leads down this way. I don't want to go. And like, I was lucky because I got somebody to talk shit about myself as well. My wife, you know, she like points stuff out to me and be like, you know, I'm not saying she's like talking shit to me, but like. She was like, oh, she's like you know, this. Oh, I know she is. <laughs> but uh, you had to make it look nice for the, the you know, listeners. I do not. <laughs> no. So, so like, she was like, you know, like, 
she's not pushing anything, but she's like, you know, like this and this is like when this stuff, I see this stuff, like this kind of stuff happens. And I might be like DB defensive, but you know, and then I got to think about it. Like, well, yeah, I, I, I see that, you know? Yeah. yeah I think that's, I, I get super, super defensive. Like they pull your card, you know, and you're like, the fuck are you talking about? I'm fine. I wasn't doing that. What do you mean? You know, yeah. it's automatic. Like, like me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm chilling. What you, what's your problem? You know, yeah. <laughs> it's automatic. I'd like, you know, you, you haven't done this or doing this. And like in the past, my mind jumped to like, well, I know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, and I know I'm not doing stuff. You ain't got to keep telling me yeah. every day. And it's like, well, if you communicated that much, like more, you wouldn't be as defensive when she's telling you what she sees because you're not saying anything and you're just behaving in a way that's not conducive to the things that you yourself have spoken of. So it's like, she don't like heart me. Like just an example, like Heather doesn't like heart me on doing stuff to like, oh, she's like, well, I want you to do this. I want you to do this and heart me on that stuff. No, it's like, I tell her things like, I want to do this. I don't want to try to do this. I don't want to do it this way and this way. And then if I'm not doing that, like, she holds me accountable. Like, you know, you're not doing that stuff, right? You're, I mean, you said that, but you're not doing it. And it's like, yeah. And it's easy to be like, I guess what I would call more semi accountable. Where you'd be like, you can accept it. Like, oh yeah. That, yeah. I didn't do it. That was me. But it was, I think accountability has to be paired with action. Cause you can be like, yeah, I did it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's me. Whatever. Or like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna fix it. But I yeah, I admit that. I admitting is to me that's never been a hard thing. Like, yeah, I did it because I chose to do whatever I did or chose not to do whatever I didn't do. Do you, Heather? Do you feel like it's easier to identify when Antonio's having? You know, shit is slipping, shit is not quite right, then it is to identify it in yourself? Oh, no. No. It's um, it's really easy to see it in other people. Yeah, yeah. I've always been able to do that very well. Um, But I will say, like, in comparison to other people, my social intelligence is a lot higher. And that's not me big up in myself, but I've just, I've always been that person. Like, I can look, I can feel stuff. Like, if something's not right... I'll ask, like, oh, I don't feel right with you today. Your energy is weird. Something's off. I can, I know it or whatever. Um, but no, that's easy. And then with myself, no, I can tell. Yeah. I can tell. That's, <laughs> that's what messes me up is like, I know what's happening right now. And I'm either, I'm too far in it to pull myself up to be like, okay, we got to fix it. Or I'm to a place where, I see the problem. I don't know how to fix it. Yeah. I need help. So you see it and it's like, I see the car about to crash, but I don't yeah. know how to steer it. Somewhere yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got you. I've been so like messed up in those moments before I will, I will flat out have a panic attack because yeah. I'm anxious and I know what's coming if like, I don't get what I need. So yeah. Yeah. It's weird that I've only known you. I don't know. Not that long, but it's like, I know when you called me out on certain things already and I'm like, Oh shit. What? What do you mean? Like, it's like hard to accept it sometimes. You know what I mean? But it's great. You know what I mean? It's great. Cause if you're around people like you see, there's these celebrities that are around a lot of yes men, you know what I mean? And they tell you, yeah, great job. Even when you're acting like an asshole, then you, how do you become a better person? You know, how do you learn to do things right when, Everything you do is like, hey, great job, buddy. High five. You know, so like there's been I can't even name any specifics, but I know either through text messages or through talking and you're like, hey, man. All right. 
quit the bullshit. Like, and I'd be like, oh, damn, she caught me. <laughs> she got me again. God damn. <laughs> it's never meant to be, like, no, nasty yeah, or anything. Yeah. And I try not to, I'm not that person for it to come off like that. It's just, I would want somebody, if somebody saw me slipping, catch me. Don't let me fall. I've been in positions where people have let me fall, get ran over by a bus, (laughs) fall out of a plane, you know, crazy stuff like that. Like literally just tripping to the abyss. Like I see you had it there and I'm just watching. I don't want that to happen to anybody. Popcorn. Yeah. Chewing on their popcorn. Yeah. So. No, no, it's definitely not a negative. I didn't mean it in a negative way at all, but I just be like, damn, you know, because you don't get that a lot. A lot of times people be like, you know, they'll change the subject or they act like they didn't hear it or maybe they weren't even really fucking paying attention and that's why they didn't hear it. But yeah, so it's like different. That's what I'm saying. When you say it, it's kind of like, oh shit, she got me. Like the light shine on me. I'm like, what do I do? Where do I go? You know, like uh, I just run down the stairs. You know what I mean? So yeah, so yeah, you definitely can snatch some stuff up when people are tripping. Yeah. Not one for avoidance. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Avoidance is lame. <laughs> I'm the avoid king. Gosh. I'm the avoidance master. I've mastered it. I'm on level 33. <laughs> wow. Terrible. Avoidance level 33. <laughs> level up. Well, yeah. since you guys eased into the avoidance topic. Yeah, yeah. Um, See how that works? Exactly. <laughs> Love it when the plan comes together. It's all about transitions. <laughs> so, one of the things I've noticed is that sometimes, you know, our parents don't mean to do it, but we may have been raised with some toxic habits. Oh, man. And kind of carried them into adulthood. And I'm wondering if you guys know any that you guys may have carried with you. I know one of the things, and Tony, I'm going to just call it out, is the avoidance. There's there's one side of his family that is just entirely like that. Yeah. (laughs) Just avoid, avoid, non-confrontational, just, yeah. Yeah. (coughs) So where you going at, Tony? You jumping in there? I mean, yeah, she's on She's honest, yeah. Yeah, she's right. Yeah, Yeah, like, and it's... Um, yeah, like blatant avoidance. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm avoiding Like, it's not, that's not good. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Like, yeah. I'm going to do with it. So I'm just going to avoid it. Yeah, I think, I think, uh, yeah, that makes sense. The avoidance factor is huge. And if you don't teach that from young, you know, speak about what's bothering you. Um, if there's a problem, speak about it. That's something that could easily be like, eh, yeah, you know, I don't want to bother nobody or, uh, you know. I think, well, that leads into kind of my thing with my family, my mother and father. And I mean, my whole, I mean, a lot of us, we, um, we just never showed any type of love and affection. It's weird. Like hugs, you know, hugs and kisses and just showing any kind of emotion, you know, other than anger. It seemed like anger. We knew when somebody was upset. But it wasn't, you know, a whole lot of hugs and, you know, love you, see you after school. And so now as an adult, it's really hard for me to show, you know, emotions. And sometimes I feel kind of weird, like I maybe even I receive, oh, man, how am I trying to say this? Like I may perceive something one way and maybe they meant it a different way. So, um, you know, it's hard to explain. But, yeah, just. Uh, the family never, we weren't a touchy feely, huggy, love you, see you later. You know, it was very bland. 
Um, and I think as an adult, I'm having a real hard time navigating emotions. Oh, yeah. I got that problem. Like, I know when I first met Ed's family, I felt really uncomfortable. <laughs> it's just because they had, like, a tighter-knit family. Yeah. I mean, when it spreads out, that kind of goes away, but it's still, like, I'm not used to this. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Antonio used to always say I had a TV family. Like, families like that just didn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I was watching TV growing up. Like, that's... TV had friends had little TV families like that's that's not real life. I mean I don't. Yeah, it's like family TV, matters yeah. or <laughs> yeah, it's like literally. It's, it's like so even like like let's say because I was a bad kid. I ain't gonna lie, like I was bad. I, <laughs> I get in stuff, do stuff, teenager, whatever. Like I was good and bad, whatever. But yeah, like even you don't do like wrong stuff to the certain kind of people because it's like you look at people and be like, nah, man, we ain't gonna mess with them. They they don't know nothing about that man. They got that that TV life, man. Yeah. You know? Don't even get involved in that. Like, because yeah. what happens when you mess with the TV? You messed up. So just don't <laughs> even. Just, no. Yeah, but that wasn't real to me. That was just something that people see. It's like, like, I, like I've been to countries all over the round. I'm sorry. I've been to countries all over the world. I've only been to like two countries. You know what I mean? But in books, I've been to a lot of places. All but that's, but I really haven't been there. I mean, so to me, it's like, it's, I've been there, but I haven't. So it's, not real. Yeah. So that's what it was like to me. Like, I wasn't used to that. And then when I met the other half of my family, like, later on, like, my dad's side, like, they're really welcoming and friendly, too. And it was just like, oh, I'll come from all over again. Mm. Yeah. So it, it definitely plays a big part in adulthood. Because, like, even now when, and, and my wife gets mad because, and I know she's going to hear this, hey, babe. Like, <laughs> she gets mad because I'm like, I see people like holding hands in public and I'm like, ugh, shit is gross. What are you doing? Wow. Like, it's weird. Like public, what do they call it? Public this displays of affection. Shit is gross. Like slapping butts. Home. Yeah. Like, no, that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but shit is just weird. Like, and, and so like sometimes my wife questions like, do you even love me? It's just hard for me to show these things because I didn't see like, I didn't have like the user's manual growing up seeing like, Oh, Oh, this is how the husband treats the wife when they come home from work. Or these are how their kids are greeted when they come home from school, you know? So it's like for my kids, I'm kind of tried, tried to learn it on my own and show them that they were, you know, appreciated and loved. And we're happy to see you actually not like you come in the door and it's like, Ugh, ugh now I got to cook, ugh, you know? So, it's just hard to navigate. It definitely had an effect as an adult, you know, so, you know, um, definitely your kids are soaking that up, you know. Appreciate you guys for sharing. Um, so I think if I had to think about one toxic thing that I got, um, it was one I don't think I realized I had until I got married. And it was... Um, I guess not necessarily like it's a mixture of old fashioned views with like new, new school type of views. Um, when it came to like men and women. Okay. So I'm very like independent, but, um, once me and Antonio got married, I had like, I had expectations of him as a man. 
that I didn't have when we were just boyfriend and girlfriend. <laughs> okay. And I didn't realize that. And it still like it still bothers me like now. Um because our our marriage or just our relationship in general isn't built for that mm. old fashioned mindset. And I'm like, I have to keep like telling myself like, no, we're, that's not us. That's not how we're set up. And that's not how we're set up because of A, B, C, and D. But I still literally like, it's a continual thing. I have to talk to myself like, okay, he's not my grandfather. He's not, you know, like my, you know, my, my stepdad, he, he's not that dude. And that's, you know, I married him for this reason because of, you know, this, so it's that, that type of thing. And then trying not to, I guess, push that mindset on my kids. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, that, or maybe just so my son or my daughter too. I don't want her to feel like she needs to be a quote unquote helped woman, or you need to depend on this man, or you got to be this super strong woman all the time. Like trying to find that balance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then although Antonio said like um we were like a TV family, <laughs> it's funny. I think like if you all if you came to like a cookout and you saw us, you would have that perception, right? Yeah. Because it's just what you see in those moments. <laughs> yeah. But like there's a lot of like emotional how can I put it? There's a lot of things emotionally that just don't get talked about because you don't. Yeah. Um, and in, and if it does come up, it's not a comfortable discussion. It's like, that's how it is. This is what it's going to be. And that's it. Yeah. Type of thing. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. I think, I think a lot, like if you go into it thinking your relationship is going to be a certain way, you're just going to set yourself up for some hardship down the road. Oh, most definitely. And then the same thing, uh, what was I thinking? Oh, yeah, like what's going on with like social media where everybody believes that this is the real world. You know, you see happy people on boats and airplanes. It's the same thing like growing up when you watch these TV shows of how families were almost perfect. I mean, in the shows, they did little things, you know, little things happen and it was to prove a point. But overall with the exception of probably married with children, changed the game with Al Bundy, you know, it showed the opposite side. And I think that's why that show was so popular because you're like, holy shit, I know runs, that family. It still yeah. runs on TV. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, I know that family. Now that family I know, you know. So, um, but I think, yeah, so when you watch these shows and you think that your life is supposed to be, oh, wow, you know, you grow up watching these shows and you think that's the way it's supposed to be. The same thing kind of what's going on with social media where people see and they... They think their life sucks because, oh, look at them. They're on a plane flying to blah, 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 blah. Yeah, well, you don't know that this one's mother is a drug addict and that one is a drug addict himself and just got out of jail. And so, you know, you see what they want you to see. But I think it's the same kind of thing. Like uh, the point I was making with relationships and families growing up watching these shows where everything seemed perfect almost, you know, with minor little things just to kind of get us through the story. But, yeah, so. But I think if you go into it expecting it to be anything like that, you're going to most of the time set yourself up for some heartache along the way. I think, too, with like um, me and like basing stuff on like my family is that I don't have a clear. My memory is really bad for different reasons. 
but I don't have like a clear depiction of stuff of how it was when I was younger. And like when I talk to my mom about our finances and things that we went through when I was younger and she was early in her marriage with my stepfather, they went through a lot of hardships, but I don't see, I never saw that. And I definitely don't remember it. So when I'm thinking about, oh man, you know, this is how the relationship should be. And, you know, basing it off of like how my dad takes care of stuff. I'm basing it off of like recent stuff. They're established. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And like, I can, I can talk to you now and clearly see it and be like, okay, well, it makes sense. Something to happen next week. And I'll be like, oh, fuck Antonio. Yep. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> Throwing this shit Shooting out the window. daggers at me with their eyes. <laughs> don't, don't touch me. Staring at this dude in his sleep like, oh, Ooh, anytime. Smother your ass with this pillow. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I can see how that could happen. <laughs> Do you guys have any more like toxic habits or things that your parents may have, you know, you well, you may have been raised with, not necessarily gained from your parents? Yeah, I think, I think some of the toxic habits actually, you know, everybody plays their part. So a lot of times things you see as toxic, when you look back and you think, oh, my mother didn't do this, or my father didn't do this, or used to do this. Um, I think it teaches you what not to do in a way. So it's like sometimes they play their part. Let's say my pops was a chain smoker. Like he used to smoke. I remember vividly sitting in the living room couch with my T-shirt up over my face because he was smoking and smoking and smoking and the whole room was filled, you know. But as I grew up, I didn't pick up that habit because to me, just the smell of it made me sick, you know. Or, you know, you think about the same thing with drinking or, you know, anything, you know, just the way he or she treated people, or they acted, you know, it's just little things that mold you at a time, you'd be like, oh, I hate them for that, but actually, they played their part, you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. and you learned it, you know, and you learned what, even if it was, what not to do, they may not have taught you what to do, but they told you what not to do, and that definitely molded, I feel like, me into the person I am today, regardless if it was great at the time or not. Yeah, (laughs) that's a good point. You got any more? Um, oh, I got a lot of baggage, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I don't remember a lot of stuff. I, I just blocked it all out a long time ago, and um, so I remember like snippets here and there. But the majority of my stuff, it's like it's probably recessed there somewhere. But I don't, I don't know. Um, I remember they made impacts like, oh, <clears throat> um, well, that's not really a toxic habit. That's something that, like, I, I won't, like, when my kids tell me something, I won't, I don't, like, blow it off. Like, oh, that's not a problem. I got that a lot. And, uh, a lot of it was because my parents, uh, like, my mother, my stepfather, they didn't know what I was talking about because they never experienced it. Mm. Or they didn't know, um, like they didn't see it. And it was like, I'm talking about racism specifically. Yeah. Uh, and, um, yeah. So like, I kick out of school for fighting a kid. I'm crying, whatever. It's like, what are you crying for? It's not a problem. All the people said it was this and this and this. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm like, fuck you too. You got to explain that, Antonio, because can't nobody see you. So it's like, oh, what do you yeah, mean okay, by I'm racism? mixed. I'm biracial. 
I am white, black, Caucasian, Jamaican American man. Um, I am light skinned. Yeah, my my father, he's born in Jamaica. He's very dark, um, black. And my mother was born in California, and she's very white. And I came out light skinned, but I grew up with my mother, and I grew up in like Wyoming, Colorado, and. There's, I live in more rural areas. I mean, I live in Colorado Springs for a little bit, but in, like in Wyoming, it's mostly rural. And um, yeah, is there's not a lot of color out there. Um, and when you do see color, it's mainly um, natives or um, Hispanics. Then that's that's about it. So, yeah, so my childhood in that sense wasn't that fun. Um, yeah, they didn't understand. So I learned a lesson like, well, uh, my kid, they, I'm going to listen to what they say, try to help them with their problems, not just, you know, just act like it was nothing and, and move on. Yeah, because they couldn't, they couldn't understand, you know, they didn't feel what you were feeling because, yeah, of no. course, you know, that's like if my daughter talks to me about her period, you know what I mean? I'm like, uh, yeah, you know, your it, mother. Yeah. it's a girl thing. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, you'll be okay. You know, so you don't understand. So it's the same kind of they can't uh, relate to what you were going through at the time. So that shit made, I bet them shutting it they down. Don't, they don't relate to stuff now. My mother came out here and she's surprised at some of the racism she's seen out here. It's like, that's, that's a thing. Like racism didn't yeah. die. Yeah. Like she's in a place where she wouldn't see that much or wouldn't recognize it. Because of her experiences. When we say things like that, though, and this is probably going to go into another topic, and I don't want to delve too deep into racism, but I refuse to believe that white people in general do not believe that racism is a thing. I'm sorry. There's no daggone way. There's no way you're going to tell me that I don't believe it. And I think when you have children that are mixed race, you have to account for they're going to experience things that you aren't. You have to be vigilant of that. You have to ask questions. You have to make sure your kids aren't being mistreated. Mm -hmm. And you have to be careful where you take them. And that includes around family. Yeah. Okay. Just because your child is black and we related does not mean that I'm going to still be nice because that's my grandchild or that's my cousin or yeah, whatever. parents aren't always that nice. Exactly. Because regardless of whatever, those biases are still there and eventually it's going to come out. Or you're gonna they're gonna be in a setting where somebody's gonna say something out of the way. And you have to be able to prepare your child for that. But as a parent of a child who is mixed race, you have to be responsible. You have to know what's coming. I Period. Think, <clears throat> I think it's selective ignorance. It it is. Yeah, yeah. By all means. In, I still stand by what I've told you before. Like you shouldn't have had no gone through that period. Yeah. That's messed up. That's messed up. That could have really impacted you. And that situation could have went completely left. It did really impact me. I'm, I'm just saying, <laughs> I know I'm just like, yeah. <clears throat> well, like when people tell you that though, it's like, yeah, but it, it did. I know it shouldn't have, but it did. It, it, yeah, <clears throat> it did. 
And I could believe that just in like just situations that we have now when we're dealing with, you know, just people. Yeah. You don't see the world through the same view box as I do. And you are a person of color. Yeah. So, yeah, it definitely impacted you. And that's unfortunate, but. You know how to maneuver those situations now because you have kids that are of mixed race. That's right. So when they come with issues, as they probably will, yeah. and if they come to you, you know what advice to give them or just make them feel better about the situation because you've actually experienced it. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a negative thing, but turn it into a positive. Oh, definitely. All right, y'all. Any more uh, toxic habits or toxic Shoot. things? Not that I want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're drowning right now. We need to change it up. I mean, it was a good conversation, no, though. It, it got is. a little deep, but yeah. yeah. It is. It's a good conversation. It definitely is. It just is a different, you know, change of pace <laughs> for sure. Okay. Anybody got anything else they want to talk about before I jump into the next topic? Anything? Mm, no, I'm good. I'm ready for the next topic. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Antonio, you brought up something interesting, and I think that you should elaborate on it with the the, the nurture versus survival mentality. <clears throat> you brought it up to us a few times, but... I have I would the love survival for you to mentality elaborate. versus the nurture mentality in relationships. And, um, like, I heard about this a couple years ago. And, like, I had felt this. And then I was listening to somebody talk. It was, it was an argument. You can look up these arguments about relationships and survival mentality versus the nurture mentality. And I'm like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. And God helped me understand why my spouse or partner doesn't understand what I'm talking about because our mentalities are different. <clears throat> so I have a survivalist mentality or survival mentality, not like, Oh, like, you know, I'm a prepper or whatever, <laughs> but like growing up, I had to worry about survival. I had to worry about eating I had to worry where I'm staying sometimes you know, I had to worry about like, or if I can eat or like what I could do to get food or to get stuff. Cause I could not afford stuff <clears throat> or like being in certain situations. Like I have to think about how to get out of these situations and come out either less hurt or on top. So <clears throat> my like methodology approach in life or like, I guess like my mentality or thought process worked a certain way so that I would survive. Now compared to now say Heather, Heather has a more nurture mentality. So like where she say she like, she don't, rem she didn't see or remember like, you know, she's talking about like her parents would never get like on their way to getting established. Right. Well, I knew like my parents were, were gone all the time. So, you know, maybe I mean a sugar sandwich above the sink. That's, it's all, all those in there you have to worry about like cats or mice getting into the food or whatever but with nurture mentality it's about like building up and kind of like nurturing 
it's like a nurturing environment, nurturing mentality. Like, okay, well, like, you know, you work on this, get better about this, help you with this, and do that kind of stuff. And I wasn't used to that because I really believed in my youth. Like, <clears throat> like, say my mom and my dad worked and they did stuff, you know, to help me out. But when I was in there, like, or when I left there and it was on my own, it's like I didn't believe anybody wanted to help me because mm-hmm. most of my life, people didn't want to help me. And if they wanted to help me, it's because they wanted something from me. So I didn't believe anything was out there. No one wanted to help me. If I didn't do for myself or do stuff to make it so that I made it, I wasn't going to make it. Yeah. So that's kind of where that that FTP, like, fucking people, like, that was lodged in my brain. So, like, you're always protective of yourself. You're looking at, like, well, I can survive, like, this long. It's, like, short-term usually, like, survive this long. I might have, like, a little further out. But your planning revolves, like, mostly around you. And then, like, once you, like, you say you have kids or a spouse or somebody you care about and you start including them into your plans, because even like that, when I was, like, in starting my relationship with Heather, it was, like, it took me, like, at least a year to start opening up because I just... I wasn't comfortable. I didn't trust the situation. Like you could tell me you care about me all day, but like I'm suspicious. Like yeah, yeah, there's it's something very defensive. Yeah, and yeah, still cautious. It's like I let yeah. you know little bits about me, but if I let yeah. you know too much, it puts me at risk. Yeah, you know. So you have that nurture versus um, survivor mentality, and the thought processes are different. How you handle things are different, and you can have like. Excuse me, sorry. You could have like no issues in your relationship, and this just that alone can cause you to end your relationship. Or like you could have major things you struggle with because of that type of mentality. But like, yeah, you're like somebody's like, oh yeah, no, like we had like good relationship, good, you know, you know, like our uh, intimate times is fine. They're good. Our relationship was fine. He's, he wasn't abusive. He wasn't doing this, doing this. But, like, we just, we cared about each other, but we just couldn't connect right. Yeah. Like, it just, there's nothing wrong, but it just doesn't work. Yeah. You know. But, yeah, I was surprised when I heard this because I was like, oh, there's, like, more people out there that have this issue. It's not just me thinking like this. There's an actual actual thing to it. What do, you, what do y'all think about it? Yeah, well, um, I don't know if I'm even talking about the right thing, but uh, you talk about, um, you know, you're trying to survive. You know, you get this survival time. Like, I had a pretty rough stretch probably from 14 to 17, 18 time frame. And one thing about, like, when you get into that, like, survival mindset, it's kind of like I know for a fact it was getting to the point where I was willing to do anything to get out of that type of situation. You know what I mean? So it's very easy to see how people are led down the wrong path. Like I can easily see how people do certain things that they shouldn't do because it's like, Hey, I'm going to do what I got to do to get out of this situation or I'm going to do what I got to do to survive. So, um, and I feel the difference of like how my kids, how I raise my kids and they're more nurtured, you know, everything's about, you know, showing love and checking your school grades and making sure you have breakfast, lunch, dinner, and you know, and you think about that versus like pretty much getting pushed out onto the sidewalk and like, hey, figure it out today. See you tomorrow morning. You know what I mean? Type of deal. So it's like 
it's very understandable and very easy to see how people can go down a path of like, well, I'm going to make my own lane and, and it can go bad really fast, you know? So that's what I kind of get out of the survival versus nurture type thing. Like, um, it's a huge difference and it can, I mean, it can make you strong. It could make you stronger and it can, but it's probably not the path you want to take, you know, <laughs> it's not the smoothest path. That's for sure. So you'd brought up like, cause I've lived this with Antonio for the past few years. Um, you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so like that mentality in a relationship is, um, it's probably one of the strangest things I've ever encountered or dealt with. Um, because I've, I feel like I've always presented myself to him as open, honest, and truthful from like day one. And he spent a lot of time, like, I guess trying to disprove me being genuine almost. And I, it was, it was a weird fight. Like, no, this is who I am. Um, you don't have anything that I want <laughs> that I can get from you. You know, um, I couldn't even put myself in a position and be like, Oh yeah, I'm a gold digger. Like, no, you got nothing. Like it's, it's like, not like that. Office, everybody's a shady character. <laughs> yeah. I gotta, I gotta do a background check on you. Yeah. And yeah. it used to like baffle me. Cause I'm like, if anything, like it's you, like you act like that. I'm not that person or whatever. Like I'm keeping it a buck with you. I'm being open. And it's like, I would get, he would let me get, but so far with him. And he'd be like, doof. You're not getting past that. Choose I'm not telling kids. you. Yeah. And then eventually once he started to get comfortable, it was like easing more stuff out, easing more stuff out, easing more stuff. And I'm just like, okay, well, like you could have told me this a long time ago. He's like, well, if I would have told you that, you probably would have left me alone. Right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. But he had like to do what he had to do to survive. That's literally <laughs> what it turned into. Yeah. So no, I, it didn't turn into that. No, let me finish. <laughs> let me finish. Because I, I got a point. I got a point. Um, I think that there were times where he was manipulative and he didn't even realize it. Hmm. Okay. And, and it, it was that whole survival thing because he had done it for so long that it became something that I don't even think it was intentional. Yeah. It was just that's what he did. And it took a while for us to become like, I would say, a genuine like couple. It wasn't just, oh, I'm with Heather, we're together type of thing. Like, no, we're in a relationship. This is how we handle business. It's not just this is mine, this is yours, or this is mine, and I'm going to do, you know, <laughs> take yours type of thing. Um, Yeah, it, it was rough. It was a rough few, few years. And there's times where I still think he kind of relapsed at times, like, oh, I had to catch myself, like, <laughs> I don't have to act like that, but yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Any thoughts? She was over there eyeballing me. No, I'm just listening. Because <laughs> <laughs> you felt like really strongly about this. I can remember we were going to, what is it? Pre Premarital counseling. counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, discount on the marriage license. <laughs> yeah, discount on your marriage license. Nice. And she brought it up during that time that he was possibly uh, still in survival mode. Mm. 
And that's why we were experiencing like different things and having like, you know, little quirks here or there. And I'm just sitting there like I'm calling bullshit on the whole thing. Like, goddamn survival mode. He just an asshole. So <laughs> you gotta be an asshole to survive. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a real thing. And um like it's not cool. It's coming from my background and being so nurturing and I I want to give you love and yeah. He closed the gates on you. Yeah. <laughs> Or he was just willing to accept what he was willing to accept. And it was more of like a physical thing. It's like, I can't give myself to you emotionally. And then after a while, it was, I don't know how to do that. Mm. I don't know how to do that because he was emotionally stunning. And then it was, why? What do you mean? <laughs> like, why do you give me this emotional stuff? Like, I don't <laughs> Take I don't it back. It. I kept my receipt. Well, no, because like <laughs> earlier on and like when Jayden was still when our daughter was still smaller um you know she's like i think you should work on a relationship with your family i'm like god very distant on my mother's side of my family and i'm like okay and i started doing that and then like fast forward like a year or two and she's like if i would have known stuff i would have asked you to do that and i'm like well but that's like i i, I feel you're right i should work on my my relationship with my family and um i i keep doing it i mean it's not pretty but that's what i'm working with that's my family so see do you have a relationship that you have to deal and i don't say deal with all the time because that's not the case um but you want to work on a relationship you have to be ready for the struggles of that or to shut them out and i shut people out for a very long time and that helped bring me to the type of person that i was before so yeah, in my defense for that, right? Because I don't want anybody to take it the wrong way. But there was, like, things, like, you guys just get a little uh, a little tip of the iceberg of what he says. But there was things that he told me once he started opening up that happened in his childhood on how he was treated, not by strangers, but by family. I'm like, you should have told me this yeah. when I'm like, oh, yeah. You should go build these relationships because it's important to your well-being, you know, and emotionally growing and then actually hearing these things and meeting these people. And I'm like, I take that back. <laughs> I, yeah, I understand that. Yeah. No take backs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Definitely. Mm. Oh, man, it's been pretty deep today, y'all. Yeah, no. Right. <laughs> We can we can work. We on end on a lighter note. Um, if you you all were to give somebody some words of wisdom to leave on, what would they be? Based off of everything we talked about today. Hmm. Want me to go? Go ahead. I think words of wisdom. I know Antonio had it issues, so we're gonna make sure we put the disclaimer if. You have family that you're you've been close with or family that, you know, don't take time for granted. We always think, oh, yeah, I call them next month. I call them next week. I call them on their birthday in July. You know, I mean, reach out to your family because nothing is guaranteed. I agree with 100 percent. Last two years, we lost four people. Yes, in my family, one on my mom's side and three on my dad's side yeah. yeah a little more than that actually so but yeah 
Yeah, time time is short. So, so like if I could scroll through my phone, I would show you like ever since my pops passed away in January, the end of January, I make it a point at least once a week. I try to do it more often, but at least once a week to reach down somebody on my contact list and I randomly Hey, cuz, good morning, man. Hope you're having a great day. Or, uh, you know, hey, I miss you. Maybe we need to link up. You know, something to let them know that, hey, I know we don't get to see each other every day. I just want to let you know that I miss you and I would love to spend time with you. You know, little things like that. It doesn't have to be nothing crazy. No, you know, you don't have to send them money or nothing like that. Just reach out and show them you care. And, yeah, nothing's guaranteed. And if your family spread around, WhatsApp is, I know, I'm not pushing them or anything. <laughs> Well, that's why I used to talk to my family who's abroad and, you know, spread out around the states is I use WhatsApp. Phone, video, text. Not pushing it, just like it. (laughs) Real quick, I just send a shout out to my wife. I mean, I complain about a lot of things, but um, me and my pops did go through a little bit of a rough patch a few years ago. And I know he was getting older. He was already in his mid-60s. And my wife constantly told me, hey, you know, a lot of that shit is dumb shit. Like, go past that. You know what I mean? Like, nothing's guaranteed. People are getting older, blah, blah, blah. So, like, the last maybe four or five years, shit was great. We had no problems. I visited him. He came down. Like I said, we played the game. We was always on with the mic, you know, and talking. And he'll talk his shit all day long. So, I really appreciate the fact that I actually listened to that and made an effort. Because had I let these five or six years pass over dumb shit, and not reach out and try to, you know, make things better. Oh, I probably would have been devastated. I probably would have never got past that, you know. Yeah. For sure. So reach out, folks. Guys, that was awesome. Yeah, I like it. That's yes. great. <laughs> you guys want me to say something? Yeah, yeah you should probably it. say something. <laughs> sing us a song. I don't know about that, but say something. <laughs> not saying she can't sing. Just. Yeah, give us something. What you got? <laughs> Um, like you both have said, I also went through like a really devastating loss a few years ago with my, my younger sister. And I feel like that was a major part of the decline with myself. Um, and my advice to anybody or words of wisdom is just don't lose yourself in those temporary moments of pain, of hurt. Don't fall into the abyss. Don't, don't. Take your moment to grieve, take your moment to heal, take your moment to regain your power and find yourself. It's important in your, um, your healing process and moving forward. It's very important. On that note, thank you guys for tuning in again and hope to see you again next week. Peace.